Hello and welcome to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. In this edition, we're going to talk about things like microgrids, AC interconnected systems, DC interconnected systems, and the 2023 National Electrical Code. So to start off, let's just get into the microgrids. What is a microgrid? How big is a microgrid? What isn't a microgrid? So could you have a super, super small microgrid? Could I have a microgrid in a suitcase? You know what? It's possible because let's look at the definition right here. A microgrid, NEC definition, an electric power system capable of operating in island mode and capable of being interconnected to an electric power production and distribution network or other primary source while operating in interactive mode, which includes the ability to disconnect from and reconnect to a primary source and operate in island mode. So I have this suitcase that I've taken around the world many times that has inside of it what I call the world's smallest grid-tied battery backup PV system. So I have an interactive inverter and I have a standalone inverter in there and I have a charge controller. And the only thing is the way that it disconnects and reconnects from the grid is when I take the PV modules and I stick them on something else, so I have to do the wiring differently. So I don't think that's what's intended, but if I wanted to look at this, it doesn't really say that it has to be automatic, but I kind of think that it probably has to be automatic. But just from looking at this one definition, there's other things that we still have to look at. But you know what I'm going to do? I am going to get a microgrid interconnect device, an MID. And then we're looking at that definition right here. Microgrid interconnect device is a device that enables a microgrid system to separate from and reconnect to an interconnected primary power source. So I'm going to do that for my suitcase. And then I will have the world's smallest grid-tied battery backup PV system that is a microgrid. How about that? And I will probably be in the Guinness Book of World's Records. I'll probably win some awards and all that kind of stuff, right? That sounds like a lot of fun. And let's talk a little bit now about some things that we're going to see in Article 705. And so one of the things that they did in the 2023 NEC is in 705, Article 705, they took some of the stuff that used to be in Article 690, and it was those informational diagrams. Remember Article 690, that's photo voltaic systems you looked at the beginning and had AC and DC coupled systems and so now if we are looking at the beginning of article 705 we have 705.1 informational note figures these pictures they're just informational pictures they're not pictures that are like hard code stuff they're just for your information and so it says DC interconnected example. And so instead of calling it a DC coupled system, it's now called a DC interconnected system. So DC interconnected. And that picture is pretty much the same as it used to be back in the previous versions of the NEC, except inside of the multi-mode inverter, there is a microgrid interconnect device and it's in the inverter. And you know what? It always was there with those old style multi-mode inverters. If you went back to when they first connected PV to the grid in the United States of America, we first did that. It used to actually even be illegal. We would have guerrilla solar people that were illegally spinning their meters backwards. That's right. Remember those meters that spun and they could spin those little disks backwards? So they were connecting to the grid and what was happening is they had to go buy a battery 
even if they didn't even want to use it, if they wanted to backfeed the grid, because they would probably get one of these old trace inverters. Remember those trace inverters back from in the day? And there go from a long lineage, big old family tree that includes Hart, then Trace, then Xantrex, then Schneider, and a couple of cousins would include Outback and Midnight. And those older inverters, they would have two AC outputs. And one of those AC outputs would go to the grid and do anti-islanding. And the other one would be for your backed up loads. And it would go into island mode when the grid went down. And we still have inverters that have those two AC outputs like that. I mean, there's a ton of them out there, actually. One that I see a lot of at the solar shows these days is the Solark. And you can look at a lot of other inverters and things that do that too. There's a ton of them out there that have two AC outputs. But a lot of these other inverters too now, they're making it a separate microgrid interconnect device that's not inside of the inverter. So we've separated it out there. Tesla calls it the gateway. Everybody's got one, solar edge, in phase. They have these different microgrid interconnect devices and they are now separate from the inverter. And so that brings us to the next image that they have over there at article 705, 2023 National Electrical Code. And I'm just gonna visualize it for you here. See what we have. We have a bunch of inverters and one of them has energy storage going to it. And the other inverters just have power source going to it. And these inverters, are all connected together. And then there is a microgrid interconnect device between this AC grid, this microgrid, and the regular grid. And that is an AC microgrid that we have there. And we can have all these inverters working and talking to each other even when the grid is down because that microgrid interconnect device signals that energy storage inverter to become the new primary power source. And then that is like the drummer, the bass player doing the frequency, doing the voltage, you know, getting that rhythm just right, that 60 hertz thing going on. And then all those interactive inverters can work with that energy storage system. And you know something that's kind of cool? It's called frequency regulation. And so what happens when that energy storage inverter wants to turn off one of those old solar inverters that's a different brand that you bought in the year 2002? All it has to do is throw the frequency off a little bit to turn it off for five minutes at a time. Anti-islanding goes for five minutes when the battery is too charged. So let's say that the grid goes down, you're not home, the battery's fully charged, the energy storage inverter is gonna make the frequency so the other inverter's anti-island so you don't overcharge the battery because overcharging batteries is not a good thing. That's something that you just can't do, especially with lithium ion batteries because overcharging them is not only bad for the battery, but even if you could overcharge them, it could cause what some people call a thermal event. And we don't want to get into that because it might make our industry look bad and we don't want to do that. So we've been talking about microgrids here, these little grids. And how about a bigger microgrid? We talked about a microgrid in a suitcase being a possibility. And a lot of times it's, people are having microgrids on their house because they have a microgrid interconnect device and it's in their house and it's making a microgrid when the grid goes down which is gonna become more and more popular too, especially it's gonna get exciting when we get these 
power control systems, which also we changed the name of that in the 2023 NEC to energy management systems, which can include loads and sources now. And that's going to be able to control all the currents and things like that. One way of looking at that is it's sort of just like the grid is a different source. We have all these sources and we're going to have the PV, the energy storage is a source and a load. The electric vehicle soon enough is going to be a source and a load. And we could have generators. We can have all different kinds of things and we can control all those currents. And one of the things that I've always thought is kind of weird is that if you took the average house that has solar on it, it uses about 10,000 kilowatt hours per year. And you divide that by 365 times 24. That's the number of hours that you have in a year. And then you divide that by your voltage because you want to get your amps. And your amps in your house are less than five. So you use less than five amps on average for a big old house with a 200 amp service, usually. And if we can kind of even all that stuff out and make our own electricity and stuff like that, we're not going to need that much current all at once coming from the utility. So that is going to be pretty cool. So we could have a 100 amp service with 400 amps of inverters on it if we could control all of that stuff with an energy management system. And we learned about energy management systems in 705.13, and it used to be called power control systems in the 2020 National Electrical Code. Now in the 2023 National Electrical Code, it is called 705.13 energy management systems. So let's go a little bit back to talking about how big a microgrid can get. And so what if we had a microgrid that was the whole world? Well, I think we would just call that the grid, right? And then you can get political about things and, you know, talk about like what the law is and what is the utilities domain. Did you know that a lot of places that it is legally illegal? Is that a such thing? Legally illegal? Well, you cannot put an extension cord over your fence to give your neighbor some electricity because the Public Utilities Commission is not involved and it's sort of like your utility has this natural monopoly and then they have that monopoly and you cannot infringe on their monopoly. So what if you wanted to make a microgrid with you and your neighbor? Is that legal? You have to find out your own local laws. You probably have to spend $100,000 on attorneys just to find out if you can even do that. But there's a lot of places where people would like to make a little neighborhood microgrid where they probably can't just because of those laws. And even if you could and you were already getting fed from the utility, how would you do that? Because the utility owns all the lines going between the meters and you want to put new lines in. Do you want to use the utilities lines and take them from them with imminent domain? If you could, it gets really complicated. So let's think about like a big microgrid that we have right now that we've had for a long time. And that would be something like a big old campus, like a hospital and a college and maybe a hospital on a college campus. Yep, that's right. There's a lot of medical centers on college campuses, some of the best ones. That's where I like to get all of my heart transplants, you know, something like UCSF or Stanford. I like get my heart transplants, all those places. So we were looking earlier at Article 100 definitions for like microgrid and microgrid interconnect device. And the microgrid interconnect device, it's really short. So let's look at this again. A device that enables a microgrid system to separate from and reconnect 
to an interconnected primary power source. And so then if we go up to above this, we look at something called a microgrid control system. And that has something to do with perhaps something like that is called a healthcare microgrid system. And I like to think of this healthcare microgrid system would be a lot like a college campus microgrid system. And it says a group of interconnected loads and distributed energy resources within clearly defined boundaries that acts as a single controllable entity with respect to the utility. And so if you're going to have this big old huge microgrid that's like a healthcare or campus or something like that, or your big old factory where you're building batteries or airplanes, a giant government building, a resort, a big old yoga ashram, you know, whatever you're into. If you're going to have one of those, you're not going to just go out there and buy yourself a little microgrid interconnect device that's UL listed little device like you have for somebody's house, you're going to have to have like a room full of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. And it's going to be called a microgrid control system. And these things have been around for a long time. They've been around for longer than we've been putting solar on buildings for the most part. I mean, you know, they were backup systems, like if your hospital goes down, that kind of stuff. And so a microgrid control system, a structured control system that manages microgrid operations, functionalities, for utility interoperability, islanded operations, and transitions. So anyway, pretty much what a microgrid control system is, is it's like a microgrid interconnect device that is custom made, typically going to be for a big, big place. So we got all macro on that microgrid, didn't we? We're talking about big old microgrids. Maybe we should call it a mega grid because it probably has megawatts and megawatt hours and people making mega bucks working there. You know, doctors, they should get paid a lot, a million dollars a year. That's pretty cool. But unlike us solar people, they have to work in little small dark rooms. And the funniest thing about the solar industry is the people with the best views are usually the ones getting paid the worst. They're the people up on the rooftops. But that's a great way to move up in the industry, but actually moving down in the building. <laughs> so I was just talking to somebody today that started off on the roof. A lot of us start off on the roof. I've been on lots of roofs. And then you start getting a design job and doing the permitting and running crews and doing other things. And then you get more and more specialized and then you get your NAPSEP certifications. And then pretty soon you're making 10 times what you used to make when you're on the roof, but you lose that view. You're not up on the roof anymore. You don't just like look up at the snowy mountains and the great views of the ocean and all the different places that you can see from a roof. You're down there with the common people using the electricity from the microgrid. And this was a microgrid podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. For more information about microgrids, microgrid interconnect devices, NEC definitions, the 2023 NEC, the 20 anything NEC, go to solar, S-E-A-N, that's solarshawn.com and check it out. Get yourself certifiably NABSEP. <laughs>